detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us and Merry Christmas. I hope everyone has enjoyed the festivities and uh, their Christmas break. Tonight's film is a little bit of something different. It is a Christmas movie and it is a horror movie, but it's actually got some musical elements, Jared. So it's a little bit outside of our normal wheelhouse. Uh, It's Anna and the Apocalypse from 2017. But before we get to that, let's just do a little bit of up or down and cover a bit of news. Uh, the first thing on the up or down scale for me is the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer mm-hmm. that dropped. It's directed by Ivan Reitman's son, Jason yep. Reitman, and it stars Paul Rudd and Finn Wolfhard from It. I'm an, I'm an up at this stage. There's not yep. a lot. It doesn't show a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't particularly heaps, give you a lot. But it looks like they're taking a different approach to... What they did with the all girl one, which I was quite happy with. Yeah. I didn't have too many problems with the one that came out more recently with Melissa yeah. McCarthy. I thought it was actually all right. Yeah, it was good fun. I mean, it's nowhere near the original. No. But, but then again, uh, Ghostbusters so 2 was people, pretty bad. If well, I that's correctly. right. So many people didn't give it a chance just because it had had girls and a different team. I was just like, it was all right. Yeah. It was a bit of fun. I like the fact that this one seems to be connected to the first two. Yeah, well, the, just a connection in, in general is probably, uh, I don't know, obviously some people didn't respond well to the fact that it was just a, a whole new, just a reboot in general. Yeah. It didn't really have a connection to the to the uh, original team, Because all I the guess. others were back. But they weren't but playing the characters. They weren't playing, yeah. yeah. So, whereas in this one, I believe they are. Yes, I'm not mistaken. As far as I'm aware. Which, and I thought there was a couple of like cool kind of little nods, you know, finding the little the suit that has Egon Spengler's name on it and all that mm. sort of stuff. I reckon it looks okay. Yeah, um, and it could could certainly have some possibilities for me. So and I'm Paul a, Rudd. I mean, you can't yeah. dislike the bloke. He's, mm. Very amusing. Unless you watch Halloween. Does a fantastic cover Six. of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he does, he a, still, great, he does uh, a great cover of uh, <laughs> King of Wishful Thinking. So. <laughs> Looks very similar to the bloke out of um, Go West, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right. So you were, you're definitely an up? Yeah, I'm an up. Yeah. As you said, there's not a hell of a lot shown at this stage, so... I say keep it that way, though. I'm getting they a bit did, tired of these trailers well, that seem to tell you the whole fucking thing. Yeah, movie. well, that's the thing. They just gave you enough... And they gave you, as you said, they a couple of moments that just kind of, you know, just tickled, just, tickled just a little bit. Tickled. That's, that's what you're after at this point. Exactly. Oh, and on the news front, Jared, Stephen King will be able to pay his mortgage again. <laughs> the lights um, will be on in the King household <laughs> for another week or two. Because I believe there, there's, um, in the pipeline, there is a new version of The Dark Half. Yep. which I'm very keen on because I love the book. I thought it was excellent. I actually I thought the original movie version was actually okay. Who was it? It was George it's Romero. Uh, yeah, but who was the actor? Oh, Timothy Hutton. Do- oh, Timothy Holt. Timothy Holt. Timothy, Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Shit. <laughs> um, Should have been Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> and Unfortunately, uh, he was next in line after Hutton and Michael Norrie. <laughs> 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 yeah, Norrie turned it down and Hutton was standing it <laughs> begrudgingly. And then when he turned up, Romero said, I said Dalton, not Hutton. <laughs> <laughs> and they've also got a... Uh, 
in the works, the man of the 2000s has got uh, from a Buick 8, yes. which I am very excited about because that is one of my favourite King novels. Yeah. There's also um, some HBO series that he's got yeah. rolling out, the, the Outsider. Or the the outsider. outsider. <laughs> I've read The Outsider. Which I saw the preview for, which looks fucking great. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Ben Mendelsohn. Jesus. Mendelsohn. I watch Mendelsohn I believe, um, anything Jason at the moment. Bateman mm. is also in it. And it looks good too. So, so Stephen won't be holding any garage sales yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like yeah, that. It just doesn't yet. have to sell anything. <laughs> you don't have to sell anything. You can stick where you are at the moment. Yep. Um, Give him a couple of weeks, Arnie. You know, we might be <laughs> Stephen's crying poor and <laughs> needs to sell a couple of original Bloody manuscripts hell. of his novels or something what. like that. He's just having a renaissance, isn't he? Oh, honestly, I think he can't bloke, keep up with it. The bloke, to me, in my head, he's like Scrooge McDuck. He just, you know, <laughs> strolls down to his money pit and goes for a fucking swim in the morning. Because <laughs> don't forget, didn't we? We spoke just recently about a lot of his properties are coming up to that same time frame that's allowed Victor Miller to challenge Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, so. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's taking quite, back handfuls of properties. Like I believe he's ta- he's already bought up a fair bit of it, hasn't he? But um, he's just like to sell again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's gonna be able to cut in this day and age. He's gonna be able to cut better deals. Yeah. He's going. Fuck. That doesn't include that. That that will include a lot of his old stuff. Yeah, yeah. like I think so stuff like Carrie. That and doesn't like, include all deals. this new stuff that's getting made. No, it includes a lot of that shit, like the Dead Zone and, and Firestarter. It will avoid deals with like the uh, you know, the vultures in from it <laughs> coming back around to say, "Hey, we wanted a chance to produce another one." Yeah. Stephen or, will have hold all the cards this time around. Yep, and. He's already, I believe, scooped up some of it. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if he's picked up Graveyard Shift. Oh, mate, he'd be picking up everything. You reckon he's picking up Children of the Corn? Absolutely, <laughs> because someone will say, oh, fuck, we missed out on it. What else is available? Children of the Corn? Oh, we can work with that. <laughs> How much are we going to oh, I'll throw the bank at him. I think that the greatest thing that's happened to him is on TV. Yeah. Like he has been able to expand well, his that's work right. on TV exactly. into 10 episodes. Well, expanding his own books, but then expanding something like Castle Rock where it's people allow, being allowed to just play in his universe, yeah. essentially. You know um, what? And it, look, look, I'm not, I'm not um, begrudging the bloke. He's, he's fucking shaped our lives and our, yeah. our childhoods and adulthoods with the, with his work, and yeah. I can still, you know, still continue to read it and watch it and consume it as much as I can. So I'm, I'm just happy that he won't be knocking on the Salvo's door anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> he's having Christmas dinner at home. Damn right. <laughs> okay. It's be a large turkey. <laughs> Mate, his agent can't keep up with it. I'm serious. He's probably got two agents. They're filming oh, calls shit. left and right. I think his agent's office is like the little bloody telephone thing in John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> There's about 50 people on the box. Uh, Everyone else at the agent's representing has just got a poultry one person sitting there taking all the calls. <laughs> Stephen's... got 500 different people. Ah. Uh, his buddy, yeah, he's just the, the output is just incredible at the moment. Yeah, it's never seen anything like it. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about 2017's Anna and the Apocalypse. Further updates: reports of mass infection with the as yet unidentified virus continue to come in from across the world. 
in the Apocalypse from 2017. It's directed by John McPhail, who did another film called Where Do We Go From Here? It's written by Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry and produced by Nason Alakaru, Nicholas Cram and Tracy Jarvis. It stars Ella Hunt as Anna Shepard, Malcolm Cumming as John, Sarah Swire as Steph North and Christopher LaRue as Chris Wise. I didn't, couldn't find info on the budget. I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty low. And the box office, I think, was about 750k yeah, worldwide. I think it's uh, found a bit of a life on, on streaming, streaming and, and DVD. such. And it was filmed in Port Glasgow in Scotland. Hmm. All right. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the the guy that you said, the, the writer, um, Ryan... McHenry. Yeah, yeah. McHenry. I believe he yep. had made a short... Yeah, this and kind of he passed away before yeah. he actually got a chance to build on it. Yep. And so, oh mate, the director took it on because he was a, f- a friend of his. So. Yeah. Look, I am going to preface my thoughts. I have never had a problem with musical numbers. I've copped a bit of stick on this podcast about supposedly liking Glee. <laughs> never proven, <laughs> but. I haven't got a problem with adding musical numbers to mm. this type of genre, and I think it can work. It adds like, a bit of freshness, it no It adds doubt. something new. There was another one, a slasher one, from a few years before called Stage Fright. It did yep. something similar. I believe Meatloaf was in it. Yep. Possibly doing an AFL grand final yeah, number. I was going to say, if it's after 2010, I'm not sure how he got a singing it part because he's clearly forgotten <laughs> how to do that. <laughs> But the problem for this is, and I did not hate this film, there's a couple of really standout sequences that I really liked, but the problem with the musical stuff is it's just not very memorable. 
So once, you, if you're going to grab me, you got to grab me with something memorable. And the rest of it is kind of derivative mm. of, I mean, nothing's new under the sun in zombie flicks. No. I mean, everything has been done. So it's difficult, but it's it's quite derivative of something like Shaun of the Dead, in, down to how some of the scenes are actually shot mm. is very similar. Yep. So for me, it's kind of like a really good try, but it didn't quite make it, and I gave it two and a half. Mm. I sort of felt it's there and thereabouts, but just not quite enough. Okay. I had a little bit of a different take. Mm-hmm. I felt early on the musical numbers were absolute belters, but it tapered off. Yeah. So I think... No doubt about that. Early on, the first two... The better songs are at the start. The first two in the school and the one where she comes out of the house... Yeah. ...where the apocalypse is going on, but she's oblivious to it. That was cool. They were fantastic. They were good tunes. I was actually humming a lot. The breaking free, breaking away, I was fucking humming along to that shit. I loved it. But the problem I felt was all the good tunes were stacked early and then there was a couple of stinkers oh, down the stretch. Definitely. As you said, the, the zombie stuff is a little bit derivative. I also had a prob- problem with the downer tone. I felt like I get why, but I felt like if you're mixing in the Christmas film, there's got to be some sort of positivity to the to the way that it ends. Mm. It's got to be some sort of, I don't know, maybe that was their intention to put a skew on the Christmas film and say, ah, the world's just a fucking shithole in general. But I felt like if you're going to go this route, that you had to take bits from each genres and if you're taken from the Christmas movie, you've got to have an uplifting kind of spin at the end, don't you? That's what I felt. Overall, yeah, I'm kind of in the same... Although I disagreed about the musical stuff because I felt a couple of them were real gems. There was a couple where I felt like I was watching the Buffy musical episode, which mm. had a couple of really cool numbers as well. I just felt, yeah, tape it off and the downer ending didn't quite fit. So I felt similar in that, yeah, good try. There was a couple of parts that were verging on absolute classic zombie film moments, yeah. but there was too many bits where it, it dropped off or the moment was undercut by the lead-up work not being there. Yeah. So... And from a character perspective, there are a couple of good characters, mm. but then, for instance, her ex-boyfriend... Just... He is just nobody. Underdone. And they try and insert a scene of a sort of emotion for him about yeah. losing his crew. And it's and fucking horseshit. Like, you didn't even know them. Yeah. Um, so how can you so pull that? I settled on a three. Three. Because I still really enjoyed it. I like I really, really liked parts of it. Yeah. But I just... I felt the better parts were further into the film. It's one of those ones where I felt like this is so close to being an absolute belter. Like, I, I looked at it and I'm like, I'm getting a bit of Shaun of the Dead and I'm getting a bit of Evil Dead the Musical, which I was lucky enough what to see. What the fuck was that? Off-Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> off-Broadway. How far off-Broadway? Uh, it was a couple of streets <laughs> off-Broadway. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 the tone I felt was really similar to that. Yeah. And I got a bit of both. And, as I said, some moments that were just a hair off, real absolute classic yeah. stuff. 
There was a couple um, of really good moments. I don't know how you're um, saying the best stuff was down the stretch. No, I was, no, just, the, I was just about up fucking no, dancing. The better zombie break. stuff. Yeah, the yeah. better character and zombie work yep. came towards the end. And there's one in particular that I'll talk about that I really, really liked. Yep. I thought the girl playing Anna, Ella Hunt, I thought yep. she was really good. Excellent. And gave a really, really good performance. Mm. I actually thought her friend was okay. The 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 boy the the guy who liked her yeah yeah he was okay yeah he was um, alright he kind of gets fucked over he does well they were the only two again, characters they're, they're, that were really built yeah, up and they again they're mining they were mining for emotional resonance but it didn't hit yeah with him. yeah his death for some reason I couldn't stop laughing at the uh, vice principal or the yeah, principal fellow Savage as he walks towards those two people making out and he just goes. Withdraw your tongue! <laughs> just like walk straight yeah. through him. He was piss funny. He yeah. reminded me of, um, I don't know why, I was getting a Walter Peck vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like, just a down-the-line asshole. Yeah. That, um, much like Walter Peck, some of the stuff he's saying is, you know, legit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the bloke. And he was all right. Actually, his performance wasn't bad either. Well, I actually think um, there's something really funny about that to me having done a little bit of teaching. Yeah. Him being the teacher and seeing... Kind of like, you know, he's supposed to be instilling the best of humanity, but he's kind of fucking calling the them your, your fucking little zombies anyway. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you're trying to instill the good parts, but you see some of the worst. Yeah. And having him seeing, having him playing that role of being the, the real kind of down the line, you know, we're going to cut people off when we need to, I'm in charge, doing all this sort of stuff, I just kind of made me laugh for yeah. some reason. And look, he was all right. He was I good. He was really him. good. And he was hamming when it was like yeah, down yeah. the stretch. He was. He was probably one of the ham. more um, seasoned actors. I believe he'd been on Game of Thrones and stuff like that. So he, he was a bit more seasoned yep. than some of the others. I like the way they introduce the zombies with her sort of accidentally running into one out the front. And yeah, being and she's so preoccupied, she just kind of goes, oh, sorry, and walks on. Yeah. And then he kind of turns around and goes, ah, yeah. Yep. So I thought that was kind of cool. The talent show song by the two guys dressed as penguins. <laughs> you like that yeah, one, did you? That was funny. <laughs> I preferred the next one. But she's talking oh, yeah. about how it, like, and she's got all those guys yeah, <laughs> Santa unloads your sack and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> she's she's de- got got all these yeah, you know, the half new dancers behind her, all these bikes and stuff. <laughs> But isn't that where um, Savage is kind of sitting there and he's just looking at it and then he goes, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> just starts blowing up. Yeah. I, I, and I, this is probably where we differ. This might be on your dislikes list, but I felt they nailed the songs prior to that. I thought the breakaway one was very good. Sounded like a kind of 80s pop sort of thing, which is perfect little one to come in with. And then the one about the Hollywood ending... I love mm. the way they shot it. Mm. How they're, so, they're just kind of talking and then it goes to this dreamy kind of film clip tone mm. and her mate starts singing it and then you see the other people at the other tables start singing the Hollywood ending bit yeah. and the fucking janitor's cleaning up and singing behind it. I really like that one. Like yeah. it a lot. I didn't hate the songs. They just didn't do a lot for me. I felt like I was watching Glee. Did, look, um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did they need to be a little more bro country to be in your They need if they were fucking bro country, they just didn't really work much for me because, I, as I said, I didn't find anything memorable about any of them. And 
there's one in particular, but it's probably one of the stinkers. Yeah. Cause I think it's a little bit later on. Where the blokes are walking towards the camera like this. Yeah. And I'm yeah, just yeah. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not good. Right. You know, like, and so I don't think any of them really hit for me. It had a high school musical or glee vibe. It was a very. Oh, come on. If you're telling me get your head in the game <laughs> better than break, break away. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to step outside. <laughs> Wait, I'm saying neither of them are any good. What I'm saying is it just didn't we, Look, we know you love a bit of Zac Efron. Because You've we said had... that before. You're a big fan of the bloke. Mate, me and Zac, I'll go back a long way. But he wouldn't hold a candle to break away. The problem with them were, was for me was they just felt like... Because we hadn't got to the zombies at that point. No. So I'm sitting there going... <laughs> What's this about? You know, like, you know, it's like, called music. I kind of wasn't really switched on to it. When the zombies came yeah. into play, then the movie changes for me. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't. The musical numbers didn't. Unfortunately, didn't get any better. In fact, as well, you said, for me, they loaded up front and then they went. Oh shit! There's a couple. Of, there's pull. a couple that I liked when the zombies come along, but I felt the standout ones that I'm still fucking humming along to. Yeah, or whatever, they were the ones early. early. Definitely, everything kind of did taper. I did like the one where she's singing that upbeat song about turning her life around and in the background, everything's going to shit. Yeah, um, and he's coming from the other yeah, direction. Yeah. And But again, there's a dislike to that that I said before about being derivative. Yep. But I did like it. I actually liked that one, not necessarily because of the song, but I just liked the fact that it had that upbeat vibe and she's all excited and dancing and in the background there's fucking flames shit coming out of people, on, people yeah. getting attacked. And, Knocking a bloke's head clean off with the end of a seesaw. <laughs> Very cool. Good. I don't and I also enjoyed a mate's reaction. What's his name, John? Yeah. His reaction. The head goes slide off and he goes, <laughs> just <starts laughs> screaming at it. And then when they hit the bowling alley and they're beating that chick's head, to, uh, beating it to death with a toilet yeah, seat, and then yeah. another guy gets a it's pair a of bowling, bowling balls, balls across the head. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Oh, that whole scene, in fact, is really good. Well, that's where... That's where you kind of wanted it when they were in like the school as well. You you wanted the the I guess the innovation on the zombie stuff by using the stuff that's in the environment, which is what works really well in the bowling alley. Yeah, to be present elsewhere. That's where it was. Yeah, basically, and not not too many other places. It, it, but it's good that that scene is just good, gory sort of fun, and it works. Look, he was a likable character, John, and his death, I guess, packs a little bit of punch. Yeah. A little bit. It's um, not in my likes. No, it's not. I, I wouldn't call not. it a like. Uh, maybe the likes more that he is kind of fairly fleshed out. Um, yeah. And they kind of, they use it at, at about the halfway mark. Yeah. It's kind of like a little bit of a surprise. Surprise. Didn't surprise me one bit. Because you kind of knew that he was probably going to be in trouble mm -hmm. at some point. But I felt that was okay. Finding a dildo in the Lost and Found box. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Oh, mate, nothing wrong with a little bit of bloody low red humour. A couple humor. of cheap gags. Well, That's okay. okay. Yeah, there's a couple of cheap individuals watching it, so <laughs> that's totally fine with me. Oh, actually, uh, there's a line... Prior to that, where I, this is one of my parts where I'm looking at it going, there's there's elements that are really good, like so good. The line when the girl that sings the the song with all the double entendres yeah. is talking to Savage, yeah. and she's talking about the old bird's heart. 
yeah. and saying, what can she, what can we do? And he tells her, he starts saying to her, what does civilization do when it finds itself on the edge? Yeah. And she says, we help each other. And he says, we prioritize. Yeah. And he kind of moves on and I'm like, that is a great villain line. Yeah. That is, And that's where we're getting this whole, that's where you're going back to Night of the Living Dead and you're getting the monsters are in the house. Yeah. You know? Like that stuff is fantastic. And it was just there. And then it's not yeah. like Savage becomes a ham. Yeah, and yeah. Does very little. And I was okay with him hamming, but it was just sort of like there's parts of that. There's lines like that, and then we don't see him. Yeah, and then yeah, that's that's part. This is the and, that, and again, the budget constraints probably played a fairly big part in a lot of this. Yeah, and, and like just bits around pacing and who you're spending the time with, and yeah. My final like, and it's probably my favourite was when Chris and his girlfriend get bitten at the same time. Yeah, that was really good, And they die. They change while they're watching the video of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that that packed shitloads of punch. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, this is, I almost teared up. Yeah, that was much better. I was like, that is really strong. Um, And those two weren't even... um, Key, they weren't even key contributors. They weren't key, but they they were just... We spent a little bit of time with them. Yeah. But it was just so well, well done. Yeah, and I really liked it. What about when they rock up and um, Savage is eating his Christmas dinner? Did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm having my Christmas dinner. <laughs> that, <laughs> again, that was excellent. Build. Like, it was so creepy. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting there kind of eating alone, and then he's like, oh, you're very lucky they didn't leave yet. <laughs> they wanted to, They all wanted to leave, and then leads them through the door. And, yeah, I like that a lot. Any other likes for you? No, that was pretty much it. I, I, I just feel like... Yeah, for me, those opening couple of songs were were really good. Like, I know you're saying you're comparing them to your favourite show, Glee, which it's, uh, <laughs> it's very difficult to live up to that. Or um, um, on a new one that's on Disney Plus, um, High School Musical, the musical. I haven't watched it yet. Might watch it. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll you see. do know what might fall into your lap. Um, but no, I felt like those, those first handful of songs, within the first hour... There's a couple of really good ones. And as I said, they were, some of them reminded me of like 80s pop numbers and I got a real vibe that, I know I mentioned Evil Dead the musical and Buffy the musical, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Mm. So I was, yeah, I was right up with them. I mean, a couple of them might even make my Christmas playlist. Not well, that they're Christmas part songs. Part of the blo- bro country playlist. Not that well. Oh, well, yeah, shit. They won't. They won't squeeze in between Florida and Georgia. <laughs> they, they won't be able to. They won't be able to step over the line for you. <laughs> Look, my biggest problem. Yep. Is like stage fright, and and this is where we differ. You knew you knew that the songs were getting worse, so you you at least be able to say, well, look. A lot of the songs weren't up to par. Yep. There's a couple of good ones, though, right at the start for you. Yep. I will admit those two were probably the best, but it, it just didn't... It was the... It's the point of difference, mm. but it it just wasn't memorable enough. Well, if you come out of a musical and you don't want to listen to any of those songs anymore... It hasn't done its job for you. Yeah. yeah. And that was probably... Part of its problem, although adding the musical numbers, I, I appreciate because you're at least trying to do something different. Yeah, with with a genre that is extremely difficult yeah, to do anything easy. new with. Yep. 
Well, when you take zombies, it's hard to do new stuff there. Yeah. You take musical, it's hard to stand out. Yep. So um, you've got it. You, your back's against the wall. The problem was they were very derivative in other aspects. So even if the musical numbers kicked ass, the rest of it was very derivative. Yeah, yeah. Shaun of the Dead, like, I saw the, yeah, the trailer sort of says Shaun of the Dead meets... La La Land. La La Land. And I'm like, Shaun of the Dead is spot on. Like, yeah, they yeah. have cribbed very heavily from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I assume it's kind of comedy horror. Yeah, yeah. Yet it was not particularly funny. Like it no, was, it wasn't. It I, wasn't I, got, a huge I, I giggled a couple of times. I giggled. I mean, yep. I will giggle when someone finds a dildo yeah, in the Lost and Found yeah, box. Exactly. But other than that, well, it, it was missing the customary fart gag. Yeah, <laughs> I would have got another chuckle. You have so. to throw that in there, yeah, my book. Absolutely. But it wasn't particularly funny. So Shaun of the Dead is funny. Yeah, like it's very funny. This didn't have that. No. Working for it, and I just—it even had some of Dawn of the Dead to it, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. So it, it cribbed fairly heavily from that. But I will again—I will give him a tick for trying something different. I, I think mean, you need Christ. to listen to those songs again. Well, look, your toes will be tapping. I I'm sure you. they'll be on Spotify somewhere. Will <laughs> yeah. I look at Train to Busan, and I think to myself, it was derivative. Yeah. But it did it real well. But it did a lot of things. It really took, well. It took new elements to yes. it. Yes. The new setting. And that's kind of how I feel about zombie films these days. Yeah. Give me something good. Yeah, yeah. Deliver me something good. Even if it's I've just, seen just it. Just an angle. Someone's got to find an angle. and. But even if I've seen it a hundred times, but you do it real well, I'll, I'll be happy with it. Yeah. You know? Yep. And this unfortunately didn't do its key thing well enough. No. For me. One musical number in particular about kicking ass, kicking zombie ass. No. Was that soldier, soldier, something, a soldier of a man or something like that? Shit I can't ass. remember. Like yeah. shit ass. They're dancing around there like the fucking Backstreet Boys. Yeah. The song's very average. That character. You know what? I actually, I hated the character, but I actually thought that was the best moment he got. Yeah, well, it was probably was, his best moment. The song he was, like, catchy-ish, but his mates, the way they were, you know, the way they were puffing the chests out ready. Yeah. To, I thought it was a piss take on, on what they were doing. And I thought it wor- that worked worked quite well. But the song wasn't one of the strongest songs. Yeah, in the, it was not. In the and his point. character was, he was just a prick. Yeah, he was. Um, his character was terrible. Yeah, and... To leave him still alive as a basically almost... Because, you know, they'd been in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Stupid move. He's... Stupid. He's, in fact, uh, he should have been killed. Look, I'm jumping down my list a little bit, but he... I mean, in general, he's a fucking tosser. But the, the dad stuff, his dad stuff, it doesn't land at all because there's been nothing in the lead-up to make us like him one little bit. In fact, he's, as I said, I felt he was a parody of the fucking masculine, the jock yeah. type. And we were going to end the movie thinking, yeah, yeah, we all hate these jock types. We all hated, hated these people at school. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then he has one little moment about what he had to do to his dad, which could have been okay. But there was no depth to the character prior to that. So we're sitting there going... 
okay, so he's told us he had to do this to his dad, he's still a fucking asshole. Yeah. Doesn't change it doesn't his change character. Anything. He doesn't get much of an arc. He doesn't it really doesn't do anything. Make us do. It's like oh, and so, and so after you know, oh, he does something selfless after that. But it's after she's told you you're a prick, you're yeah. a selfish prick, which we've all seen through the movie. And it takes that for you to go, oh, okay, well I'll do something selfless. That's not redeeming. You're yeah. still an asshole, mate. Yeah. So, so I for him to get that's he should have been the one. Yeah, yeah. In fact. The payoff of that song about kicking ass would have been for him to just get dragged to the ground and ripped to shreds. Yeah, possibly. It would have been, it would have been it funny. it felt like a parody. Yeah. So it felt like they were going to go, they were eventually going to bite off more than they could chew, yeah. pardon the pun. Yeah. And it just didn't eventuate. Yeah, and it was just, his character is sorely lacking. He disappears for a long portion of the early part of the movie and then appears yeah. and was supposed to be what? Still Excited by his presence, <laughs> the fact that he's there to save the day. Yeah, or just his character wasn't wasn't anything for yeah. me. Yeah, this is going to sound really fucking pedantic for me, but well, I had quite the issue with the uh, forced laughter from characters. I don't know whether it was an acting issue, but there was a number of times when the teens were sort of required to laugh at each other's gags and things like that, and it was fucking painfully forced. I didn't the see that. So you, really, you really played oh, well, the boot in there. Yeah, no, I was very displeased with it. <laughs> Maybe it was because I was on the back of watching Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer go back and forth and seeing two masters of the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've watched this and I'm like, fuck, these people can't even laugh correctly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't real happy with that. That sequence where she's singing the song and everything's going, that is very, very reminiscent of... Sean walking to the shop to get the paper. Yeah, yeah. And everything, you know, people are shambling around in the background and he's but as you said, barely paying attention that's to That's one it. of the derivative parts that's done pretty well. Yeah. Because it's a new spin on it. Yeah. She's got the headphones in and she's singing a musical number. Like, that's okay, so you've taken something we've seen a lot more but you made it really enjoyable and real kind of... That, again, I felt that was one of the better songs. That was in the portion where the songs were holding up really well. Before, so you were excited by before that the bottom dropped out. Yeah, I was very excited. Some by of the that last one. couple of songs are just a waste. They shouldn't have even well, had them. You want to talk about stinkers? It's not the one with the father. No, he's about to die. That's no. terrible. Human voice. The one where they're in the bowling alley and they start singing about the bloke starts singing about his phone. How he just wants to hear a human voice. Oh, I'm sitting there going. God. I mean, the song wasn't all that good. But then I'm listening to what he's saying and I'm like, fuck, there we got a bit of bloody tech shaming out of nowhere and there was nowhere else in the movie that it seemed like it was trying to equate the zombies with people who were addicted to technology. Mm. But then it starts, he starts going on singing about how his phones were all addicted to these neon fucking, in this neon haze and I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> this is fucking sprung out of the blue. Like... <laughs> It came out of nowhere. It didn't link to any of this subtext that seemed to be going on before that. I didn't even really... It wasn't... It's not a zombie movie that stands out for me as like... You know, it's not fucking Dawn of the Dead where we're looking at them shambling around the mall going, oh, okay, so this is about fucking consumerism. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, this is just a zombie movie. It's not, it's not saying we're all bloody tech addicts and then they start singing this... And the song stank on top of that. (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, okay. That one sucked a little bit. My last big problem was 
on several occasions they tried to inject emotional resonance into characters that had absolutely no right to have any of it. Like, they had the girl who's the lesbian girl whose parents that we didn't know where they were, you know, were they safe? Yep. But who gave a shit? It never really Well, you know what? I she was so isolated. I actually really liked her performance. Yeah, her performance. She was, was fun. actually she was actually the choreographer too. Was she? Yeah, she choreographed yeah, the, the dances as well. Yeah, the performance. she was okay. But she was so kind of isolated. The only the moments that really resonated with her was the one you already mentioned, where the guy that was doing the movie stuff was trying to connect with her. Yeah. And then when he's dying, yeah. he gives it, he's hugging his girlfriend and he gives the little wave. Yeah, yeah. That was her moment. That was the best moment she got. And it was someone else's. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of agreed. He was trying to make a connection with her through the movie and they didn't really give her anything to go back with until it was all said and done. Yeah. And then, obviously, coming back to old mate, the hero he sort of becomes... His stuff was just laughable. Like yeah. They tried to give him this emotional that was a fucking, resonance. That was a yeah. cheat. Don't talk to me about my father. You know, it was yeah. that whole scene. And it was then, an absolute cheat because her mate. He sees her two, his two mates on the, the photo of them. Yeah, yeah. And he gets all sort of teary. I'm like, it's like fuck you were all off. carrying we never on heard. like. You're all carrying on like tosses. People. Yeah, you got nothing before that. And it, like killing, killing her best friend. Was it just felt like a bit of a cheat. We kill her best friend, and then this guy says one thing about his dad, and we're supposed to be okay that they're going to survive together. Even though they, I'm kind of glad they resisted any kind of big, um, uh, big sort of Romantic love story moment. moments with with any of them. But to me, I was okay with that. To me, she should have survived on her own. That was the whole point. To me, is it? Yeah, but see, this is the thing. I don't think she should have. I think she should have survived with other people. Oh no. But the definitely with others, but not him. Not yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's ski for me. Yeah, he was a he's nothing gone. character. But, yeah, the, the thing for me and, was and there I, had to I will, be... I will accept that you don't keep the, the friend. You kill him. You just do it a little bit better. It was clumsy as all hell. Well, even if you kill him, but you don't have a, the love story... Like, no, sorry. Even if you don't kill him, but you don't have the love story... I, like, I don't know. I felt like that's where it was heading. I mean, I got a bit of a vibe of something like Love Actually... Where, you know, the the guy at the door who's yeah. a scumbag, might I add, <laughs> when we look back at that, you are a scumbag. Yeah. But the guy at the door whose story sort of finishes yeah. with him still alone, yeah. but not wanting to ruin his relationship with his friend, well, like, I'm okay with that. Maybe you have both of them survive. It's a fucking Christmas movie. I need something to be happy about at the end. So give me something. Don't leave her with that fucking prick of a bloke who you've given no development to. Mm. Like there was n- there was nothing to feel good about him surviving through said, the movie. Suddenly he turns into good bloke. Yeah. At the end, nothing turns into I a good bloke. Because I killed his father and. You know, I was forced to do this sort of bad situation. And, you if you're going to do that, you've got you to gotta lay the foundations a bit earlier, right? Because he was an asshole of a bloke all the way up to coming and singing that song, which was halfway through the movie. Post that, until his friends die in the, in the warehouse, he's a prick of a bloke. And it, really, he does one or two things, and I'm still, I'm still looking at you going, I, uh, I don't like you, mate. Yeah. I mean, that house didn't even have a slap. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, it was... <coughs> it, 
It's, the, no foundation was laid. You're living in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> at best. <laughs> and sleeping on the ground. It was not satisfactory at all. No. And it, it, it reeked of poor sort of script work that they you would even consider him to be yeah. a, an appropriate character to still be alive. As I said, he's he's such an asshole. But he's a cocky motherfucker who walks around talking about how he kicks ass. Yeah. Take him out. Yeah, yeah. And show him he kicks ass for a little while. Yeah. So I felt that was a really missed opportunity. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't real pleased with it. No. Not at all. Any other dislikes for you? No, well I guess I've alluded to it, but just the ending. Like I didn't hate the ending so much and the two people singing the song and I get yeah zombie movies and horror movies and I'm used to downer endings and I like them in the right place Mm. but I'm just sort of like I can't get over the feeling of you've marketed yourself with the Christmas vibe you've got to give me something don't you you've got to give me something to be happy about at the end anything because we knew Anna was going to get there so to have the other girl kind of save the bloke was kind of a nice little touch but I just didn't give a shit because I didn't want him to be there anyway yeah I mean couldn't they have had a little something about her being in Australia at the end I don't know because you know she talked it up again that kind of she talked up and wanted to go to Australia and not go to uni and all that I just feel like someone had to survive with her her dad or her friend had to survive with her yeah it's Christmas you didn't spend it with your family you could have had dad fuck Give me something. I just, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really. I happy felt with you that. could have kept Dad. Well, keep one of them. Because keep one of you them. kill the friend midway through, gives you a little bit of something, kind of. Because you had emotional. the poignance, you had the poignance with the two that you mentioned. Even before that, when he comes back and finds his girlfriend still alive. But his grandma's dead. Yeah. And he kind of says, this is, again, one of these moments where I felt we're hinging on great zombie flick here. Yeah. He says, at least she wasn't, at least she wasn't one of them. Yeah. And he kind of comes to terms with it in the context of what, what's going on. Exactly. And that the world's turned into hell that she got done by done in by a, by a bad ticker. Exactly. And he kind of says, he kind of gets a little smile and says, at least she wasn't one of them. And, and kind of goes with it. I'm like, there's your poignance. We've got it. So I felt like killing her friend, although it stung a little bit, was a little bit cheap because he was the only one, only other one than her that, that had all the development. But then when her dad was killed, you'd already got moments better than that beforehand. Yeah, it's kind of like they like, they couldn't help themselves. Yeah. They had to kill him mm. for reasons I don't really understand. Yeah, and his, his, his stuff was kind of carbon copy with her best mates. Yeah. Except he wasn't in the movie as much and you didn't see him get bitten. But also, the whole idea was that she'd worked her way back to the to the school mm. to get to him. Yeah. So you've done all that work. You've lost your best mate. We've had a couple of poignant death sequences in the lead-up. Yeah. Mate, he's a survivor So what me. you've gained out of this is... You're hanging around with the biggest prick in school. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we so, can So, uh, moral of the story, the fuckwits always win. Yeah, moral of the story is um, don't go back for your family or your friends because they're all going to get killed anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what it means. Like, everyone <coughs> says that he's a massive prick throughout the film. 
you don't shave you don't shape his actions at any stage mm. until you tell us. Oh, I had to kill my father. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sorry, mate. Are you okay? Well, I'm sitting there at that point. He's such a shit character that I'm sitting there going, you know what? You deserve that. That's what you get for all the shit that you've put everyone else here through. Yeah. So fucking swallow that and move on, pal. Like, I'm not giving, I'm not having this big, oh, we talked about our dads moment. Yeah. Like, that, means, that, was that meant nothing. Poop. I was really, really disappointed in that because yeah, that I felt was a that character letdown. was a real... He was the exact opposite. It was like you're trying to twist the twist the conventions a little, but it's just not... I mean, it's you clumsy, can't, just, you can't just not build a character at all and then just expect us to say, oh, great. Yeah, well, I'm glad really they're happy together. Around, so. Anything else, man? No. I think the only one, the only other issue I had was uh, why did they walk through that fucking Christmas shop? Remember, they, they get to the front and they say, oh, yeah, it'll be quicker to go through here. Yeah, but it's... Why? I get that it looked cool and you had the Christmas things and it was a bit creepy. But, mate, I mean, I've been to Bunnings. It'll take me three to four minutes to walk through Bunnings. Take me five to six to walk around it. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not saying, let's cut through here, even though it's the more dangerous option. Yeah. Because the only justification they gave was, yeah, it'll be quicker to get through to school this way. The shop can't be that fucking big, can it? No. Walk yeah. around it. I, again, you're right. It was used as a a place to throw a few. Sure, you can just walk down the street and see a horde of zombies and go, fuck, let's run in here. My only other dislike would be, um, you know, when you're, when you're coming with zombies... You need to come with speed. You know, these days, the good zombie flicks are the ones running at, sp- at pace. Are you telling me their um, per kilometre numbers aren't up to scratch? Yeah, not up to scratch. If we were ranking them against our no, other contenders? No, no, they're certainly well behind. You know what I mean? Like, your 28 Days Laters, your, your Dawn of the Deads, your, you yeah. know. When the zombies are moving quickly, it infuses these sorts of things with a little bit of frenetic energy. Yeah, um, see, I'm okay with and that. And although, yeah, look, it was a comedy, and Sean and the Dead did the same thing. As I said, I always, I always kind of went back and forth with this until I read Simon Pegg's breakdown of why zombies are okay to be walking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, these actually make some really good points And you points probably there. needed it in this case. So I'm sort of like... I mean, I've come to the like I've come to the point now where I'm like that's the that's a choice you make, and mm. if you justify it, I'm okay with it. Like yeah. Trader Basan was another one that did the running zombies, and I felt that was fine. Yeah, and, um, and it was required because yeah. again, this was a little bit more tongue in cheek, so you weren't looking for scares and 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 tense moments. Well, at the end of the day, the zombies proved very little threat. Yeah, except when we needed a bit of that emotional. I also found that sequence where they come wandering out of the store with a inflatable <laughs> pool thing. <laughs> One of the dumber ideas rolling out. Right. I mean, these things are shambling about. You just put on a bit of fucking pepper. Yeah, Get yeah, your silver yeah. weapon and start running. Yeah, look. You, you sprint. You only have to go half pace and you're around them. They're, they're all walking. Look, you've got to throw a step in, maybe a head wobble and a jig, yeah, but you've got to go. Like you go. A little bit of a goosey here yeah. and there, a goose step here. I'm keeping... Goose step there. I'm not wandering out with an inflatable raft over my head and 
thinking, oh, you know, this might, they may not. It's only a small town too. I'm backing myself in. I'm like, there's 100 to 150 people out on the street here that I've got to duke and, yeah. you know, balk around. But I'm going wide. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting, okay, I'm getting more kilometres. <laughs> I'm running further kilometres. Yeah, you can maintain. It doesn't have to be a sprinting pace. They're only walking. Yeah, I, I only need to, I can drop back a couple of cogs <laughs> as I go sort of on a wider route. Look, your first 10 to 20, you're sprinting, but then when you realise you're in the clear it's a fucking it's a it's a it's a light job mate at best keep that up for bloody five hours if you need to you can run to the next county (laughs) yeah yeah i'm going i'm i'm taking longer but i'm getting there feeling that i haven't exerted everything i had yeah so yeah i found that sequence to be kind of stupid in a way i felt they used it just just for that gag where the old lady pees on top of it yeah which was was pretty crappy. Yeah, it was not funny. Um, so, so nice try, but probably not really much in that. Like you should have left that out. Yeah, I believe there's a couple of different. Made, parts. Look, given our discussions here, if we made a zombie movie, it'd be a prick of a movie. It'd oh, just yeah. be so. It'd be what like watching bloody the running sequence out of Forest Gump for <laughs> ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, just start with a oh shit, we better get on the move. <laughs> <laughs> 90 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, the characters uh, didn't get touched by a zombie for the entire picture and they outran all of them. So Overall. Established a running club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to continue humanity. Established <laughs> a running club. <laughs> a group of people that do ultra marathons for fun uh, but throw in the possibility of death into it. All right. So that is Anna and the Apocalypse. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. Send us an email through me at iinet.net.au or on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of our next film. But until then, take it easy and catch up with everyone in the new year. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.